1 Samuel chapter 3. The boy Samuel served the Lord in Eli's presence in those days. The word of the Lord was rare, and prophetic visions were not widespread. One day, Eli, whose eyesight was failing, was lying in his usual place before the lamp of God had gone out. Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was located. Then the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. He ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. I didn't call, Eli replied. Go back and lie down. So he went and lie down. Once again, the Lord called, Samuel. Samuel got up, went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. I didn't call my son, he replied. Go back and lie down. Now, Samuel did not know the Lord because the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Once again, for the third time, the Lord called Samuel. He got up, went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. Then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the boy. He told Samuel, Go and lie down. If he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lie down in his place. The Lord came, stood there, and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel responded, Speak, for your servant is listening. The Lord said to Samuel, I am about to do something in Israel that everyone who hears about it will shudder. On that day, I will carry out against Eli everything I said about his family. From beginning to end, I told him that I am going to judge his family forever because of the iniquity he knows about. His sons are cursing God, and he has not stopped them. Therefore, I have sworn to Eli's family. The iniquity of Eli's family will never be wiped out by either sacrifice or offering. Samuel lay down until the morning. Then he opened the doors of the Lord's house. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision. But Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son, here I am, answered Samuel. What was the message he gave you? Eli asked. Don't hide it from me. May, may God punish you and do so severely if you hide anything from me that he told you. 
So Samuel told him everything and did not hide anything from him. Eli responded, He is the Lord. Let him do what he thinks is good. Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him. And he fulfilled everything Samuel prophesied. All Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was a confirmed prophet to the Lord. A confirmed prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear in Shiloh because there he revealed himself to Samuel by his word. Romans chapter 3. So what advantage does the Jew have? Or what is the benefit of circumcision? Considerable in every way. First, they were entrusted with the spoken words of God. What then, if some did not believe, will their unbelief cancel God's faithfulness? Absolutely not. God must be true, even if everyone is a liar, as it is written, that you may be justified in your words and triumph when you judge. But if our unrighteousness highlights God's righteousness, what are we to say? I use a human argument. Is God unrighteous to inflict wrath? Absolutely not. Otherwise, how will God judge the world? But if, by my lie, God's truth is amplified to his glory, why am I also still judged as a sinner? And why not say, just as some people slanderously claim we say, let us do what is evil so that good may come. Their condemnation is deserved. What then are we any better? Not at all. For we have previously charged that both Jews and Gentiles are all under sin, as it is written. There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. All alike have become useless. There is no one who does what is good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They deceive with their tongues. Viper's venom is under their lips. Their mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and wretchedness are in their paths. In the path of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says speaks to those who are subject to the law, so that every mouth may be shut and the whole world may become subject to God's judgment. 
for no one will be justified in his sight by the works of the law because the knowledge of sin comes through the law. But now, apart from the law, God's righteousness has been revealed, attested by the law and the prophets. That is God's righteousness through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe, since there is no distinction for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, they are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. God presented Him as a propitiation through faith in His blood to demonstrate His righteousness because in His restraint, God passed over the sins previously committed. God presented him to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so that he would be righteous and declare righteous. The one who has faith in Jesus. Where then is boasting? It is excluded by what kind of law? By one of works, no, on the contrary, by a law of faith. For we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Or is God for Jews only? Is he not also for Gentiles? Yes, for Gentiles too, since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then cancel the law through faith? Absolutely not. On the contrary, we uphold the law. Jeremiah chapter 41. In the seventh month, Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, son of Elishama, of the royal family, and one of the king's chief officers, came with ten men to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, at Mizpah. They ate a meal together at Mizpah. But then Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, and the ten men who were with him, got up and struck down Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, son of Shaphan, with the sword. He killed the one the king of Babylon had appointed in the land. Ishmael also struck down all the Judeans who were with Gedaliah at Mizpah, as well as the Chaldean soldiers who were there. On the second day after he killed Gedaliah, when no one knew yet, Eighty men came from Shechem, Shiloh, and Samaria, who had shaved their beards, torn their garments, and gashed themselves, and who were carrying grain and incense offerings to bring to the temple of the Lord. 
Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, came out of Mizpah to meet them, weeping as he came. Then he encountered them. He said, Come to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam. But when they came into the city, Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, and the men with him, slaughtered them and threw them into a cistern. However, there were ten men among them who said to Ishmael, Don't kill us, for we have hidden treasure in the field, wheat, barley, oil, and honey. So he stopped and did not kill them along with their companions. Now, the cistern where Ishmael had thrown all the corpses of the men he had struck down was a large one that King Asa had made in the encounter with Basha, king of Israel. Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, filled it with the slain. Then Ishmael took captive all the remnant of the people of Mizpah, including the daughters of the king, all those who remained in Mizpah, over whom Nebuzaradan, captain of the guard, had appointed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, took them captive and set off to cross over to the Ammonites. When Johanan, son of Keriah, and all the commanders of the armies with him heard of all the evil that Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, had done, they took all their men and went to fight with Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, and found him by the great pool in Gibeon, when all the people with Ishmael saw Johanan, son of Keriah, and all the commanders of the army with him, they rejoiced. And all the people whom Ishmael had taken captive from Mizpah turned around and rejoined Johanan, son of Keriah. But Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, escaped from Johanan with eight men and went to the Ammonites. Johanan, son of Keriah, and all the commanders of the armies with him, then took from Mizpah all the remnant of the people whom he had recovered from Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, after Ishmael had killed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, men, soldiers, women, children, and court officials, whom he brought back from Gibeon. They left, stopping in Geruth Chinhum, which is near Bethlehem, in order to make their way into Egypt away from the Chaldeans. For they feared them because Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, had struck down Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, whom the king of Babylon had appointed in the land.
Psalm 17. Lord, hear a just cause. Lord, 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 hear. Lord, hear a just cause. Pay attention to my cry. Listen to my prayer from lips free of deceit. Let my vindication come from you. For you see what is right. You have tested my heart. You have examined me at night. You have tried me and found nothing evil. I have determined that my mouth will not sin concerning what people do. By the word of your lips, I have avoided the ways of the violent. My steps are on your paths. My feet have not slipped. I call on you, God, because you will answer me. Listen closely to me. Hear what I say. Display the wonders of your faithful love, Savior of all who seek refuge from those who rebel against your right hand. Protect me as the pupil of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings from the wicked who treat me violently, my deadly enemies who surround me. They have become hardened. Their mouths speak arrogantly. They advance against me. Now they surround me. They are determined to throw me to the ground. They are like a lion eager to tear, like a young lion lurking in ambush. Rise up, Lord. Confront him, bring him down with your sword. Save me from the wicked with your hand, Lord. Save me from men, from men of the world whose portion is in this life. You fill their bellies with what you have in store. Their sons are satisfied and they leave their surplus to their children. But I will see your face in righteousness. When I awake, I will be satisfied with your presence.